Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Life Central Youth Podcast. This is our random questions one. Okay. Um, we have got a great room um, that Tom has already destroyed because he <laughs> farted just before we started recording. Thanks Tom. Um, so we have got the smelly Tom Woodhouse. Yep. Um, we have got the unfortunately married to Tom Woodhouse, Hannah Woodhouse. Um, we have got Harvey Hather making his debut. And we have got, uh, what's your name? Dan Murphy. That is your <laughs> name. Cheers, mate. Thank yeah. you. I, I love that every time you kind of introduce Harvey, he has this generic response where he does that Christian. It's like, yeah, come on. Come yeah. on. I feel like it just fits with everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Great. That's a strong start to the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Just to say, we are working on getting a variety of people uh, on these podcasts, and we did have a number of other people, um, but due to circumstances that are going on in our nation and in our world at the moment, um, things have changed slightly, um, but we are working on getting a good variety, so sorry you're stuck with listening to me hosting another podcast, um, but we are working on it. But we are going to keep this light-hearted, we're going to keep this up, we are going no coronavirus chat. If you want to listen to coronavirus chat, go back and listen to our last podcast, which was a chat with Matt Fung um, about it all. You can find out more on that. But this is our random questions podcast. And so, Dan Murphy, I would like to know, what is the best takeaway in Hell's Owen? The best takeaway in Hell's Owen? I'm I'm a Bangla fan. Is that a takeaway or is that a restaurant? Exactly. But they do take away. Are you saying takeaways are people who specifically that you can you can't eat food on their premises? So you sit you sit in a home. It's like late at well not late at night. It's like evening six o'clock. You're like, do you know what? I can't be bothered cooking tonight. You go on just eat. Where are you going in Hell's Owen? In Hell's Owen. Mm. Okay, that makes it easier. Yeah, Bangla. Yeah, Bangla every time. Paffia, chicken paffia. Strong. Hannah Woodhouse. Bangla holds nothing up to Blue Spice for me. It's the place to go. So it's an interesting did. theme here that you've both gone curry related. That, that, mm. is, that is my go-to, to we be We agree honest. on that. Although we did have a really good kebab the other day. It was really but, good. But that Not wasn't Hell's Owen, so it doesn't Not count. But yeah, Blue Spice is where it's at, definitely. Um, a million times better than Bangla Lounge. Apologies. I, I do have an opinion about Blue Spice lovers. It's that like they're like you know rugby fans and vegans that like, they have to make a point that what they like is better than what <laughs> what they people like. That's what I've experienced. Yeah. You're allowed to do it if it's true though. Yeah. So Hannah's answered on behalf of the Woodhouses. Yeah, yeah. I mean the salmon tikka from from Blue Spice. Strong. Sorry, salmon oh. in a curry. No, 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 it's not curry. Is it? So it's it's tikka marinated salmon. And you have it as a stop. Mm. If you've never had it, mate, you can't claim that Bangla Lounge is better. So the problem is, is we're recording this at five forty-five PM when none of us have had our tea, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> so hungry now. Harvey, what's what's your favourite? McDonald's. Strong. What? It's just just middle of the road. You know I mean? Pure I grease. Money, so McDonald's. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but is it a takeaway? No. Yeah. Fast food. Fast food. You can you can order it from home now. That is a subcategory. And it's eighty percent grease. Get on Uber Eats. Can I, can I just throw in this actually? If we're saying that it's like I'm gonna go for McDonald's, but the breakfast. Ooh. McDonald's breakfast. To be fair, is my favorite. If if McDonald's did break all day breakfast, I would definitely be a McFatty. Yeah. Like hundred <laughs> percent. Like I would be eating McDonald's breakfast three times a day. I, I have absolutely a, I have a technique for McDonald's breakfast where I get I get the bagel. I don't see many people get the bagel. I get a sausage bagel with cheese on it. 
I get an extra like sausage patty, but then I put my hash brown on it as well. Wow. Yes. Good. At- wow. Yeah. If you don't put your hash brown inside the muffin or the yep. bagel, you are a fool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, just facts. Just saying, I can't believe nobody's had our very own Buena Comida. Are they Hells Owen? No, they're yeah, Starbridge. Well, uh, well, I order them from Hells Owen. So I would have them into the mix. I would have said them. Oh, if interesting. Was, uh, so. If I was strictly Hells Owen, probably the place I go most regularly is Papa's. Um, okay. formerly known as Mamas, um, which is weird. <laughs> um, but I'm known to, after like youth on a Friday night, just order a cheeky little masala fish. Oh, masala fish in a wrap. Absolutely mm. banging. Yeah, but a big um, big shout out to Sally and Carl Taylor, though. I mean, Buena Comedia. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely cheeky fire. Um, okay, so we're going to go serious question. What is the best way to break up with somebody? Voice memo (laughs) TikTok I actually did that once Whilst I was at Soul Survivor That is unacceptable Was that when you were going out with that German girl? No she wasn't German She was in Germany Yes, German (laughs) You waited for her to leave the country And then you broke up with her This is really bad She was quite boring And I was just I was at Soul Survivor And I'm 15 I'm looking around I'm like there's loads of Christian girls here Oh, mate. Oh, dear. <laughs> you are so one of them young people. This is the opposite of advice. Well, I'd this ra- is like a cautionary rather tale. Rather than being a cheat, I just text her <laughs> and dumped her. <laughs> wow. This is not the example to follow. No, Parents, if you're listen listening, this is not what we teach in Life Central. Do not listen to me, but I am married and happy now, so it's all good. Good. Yep. Good. So, right. back to the question. Any solid <laughs> advice from the room? <laughs> I think you've got to not string it out. You've got to not. Uh, you've got to. Um, you've uh, you've got to make sure that it, it's. I think a lot of people think that you're being cruel by breaking up with somebody, and so what they end up doing is they kind of like string out the relationship for like maybe sometimes even a couple more months. But like in that in that in that process, like that the person who's sort of like not feeling the relationship any relationship anymore isn't acting the same way with their boyfriend or the girlfriend so uh and then you cause paranoia for the other person and so i think the best way to do it really is once you're confident that you feel like the relationship's not going anywhere it's to be real it's to be mm-hmm. real with someone definitely and uh it backfires as well if you get back together with someone because i broke up with someone uh and then we got back together and then a few months later he broke up with me and then it just ended up with me feeling rubbish so it backfires if you do that definitely i mean i guess you could say that if you've broken up once there's problems and if you don't address the problems it's probably going to happen again Mm. so yeah yeah i think you've just got to be mature enough to be able to sit and have a conversation about kind of issues that you are having um and if you're not able to do that i think that's a warning sign. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes what you want to naturally want to do is, oh, we're not going out anymore. And then you kind of want to be the person that makes them okay. And so, mm. like, sometimes it's okay to say, hey, look, we're going to have a clean break and we're not going to be friends for a season. And that's okay to do that yeah. if you do that in a healthy way. Yeah, it's good. Because if you sometimes you, you go out, oh, we're going to break up, but we'll still be friends. And then it just it muddies the waters and it becomes really complicated. And, and like all your friends 
don't know whether to hang out with you or hang out with them and and actually just saying hey look we're not going to ask any of our friends to pick sides but we're not going to hang out and we're going to be civil to each other when we're in the same space but we're not going to try and be friends straight away because you almost need to get used to a new normal of not going out Mm -hmm. and then a new normal of being friends again yeah and like when i was younger what i wish i'd have done is because i had great youth leaders is that instead of when i was having doubts or like if or if i was sure that i wanted to break up with someone instead of going to all of my friends to talk about it because it gets around like i wish i'd gone to my youth leaders Mm. i genuinely like i genuinely wish i'd gone to my youth leaders and said look like i i'm I'm not happy in this relationship, but I don't want to hurt this person. Mm. So, like, how do you suggest, rather, because although you may have, may have the best intentions at going to your friends for advice, yeah. sometimes it leaks out and then people get hurt. Yeah, and I think, for me, my problem was not being okay with being vulnerable and saying to someone, look, I need your help to do this. And so I did it all on my own and I made mistakes and I messed up and it it took a lot longer and took a lot longer to heal as well just because I couldn't get over myself and come to one of my youth leaders and say look I don't know how to do this properly what would you suggest brilliant great advice there and we should do like a sex and relationships podcast thing that would be good like an agony ant Maybe we can <laughs> send in but your you relationship questions. Yeah, you might need to clarify what that is. I don't reckon the young people listening to this. Uh, was that a reference for the kids there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So Agony Ant was like in the papers in the olden days. People used to write the in like their re- like their relationship problems, and there'd be like an Agony Ant column column where they would write back and say, "Hey, you should do this, or you should try this." Yeah. Um, we should do that. We need to think of the most ideal person and Agony to host. Agony Ant. D. Nah, not me. <laughs> not me. Not me. No. I revealed some of my checkered relationship past to some of Connect Crew last week, and they all lost a little bit of respect for me <laughs> based on what I shared with them. Um, so, but it's okay because Jesus forgives and redeems. Um, so we're going to move on. Um, what is something that you collected as a child? Oh, I've got this. It's going to make me sound like such a nerd. I guess I am. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So I was yes, hmm. but with Pokemon cards. So I was I was in like year five, and me and my mates were obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, th- these guys are gonna know what Yu-Gi-Oh is, right? It's still a thing, or I don't know what it is. Basically, what? like Dina, you have cards. They've got monsters. Gotta remember, on them. I'm like they beat each other up. A lot older than you guys in the room. Yeah. Well, I used to take the like when you had toy day at school. I'd take these cards in. I'd have this thing on my arm as well, like the that you put the cards yeah. on, like your dueling arm thing. Yeah. Wow. When so did you just say when you have toilets? Toy day. Toy day. Toy day. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, we didn't have that yeah. in high school. We Sit had toilets. on the toilet with my Yu-Gi-Oh cards with my okay. thing on my arm. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Anyone else collect anything? I collected Transformers when I was a kid. I think if you don't like robots in disguise. Yes. Incredible Decepticons, yeah, just the little toys, and you had to like change them into the cars, and they were a nightmare to use. And I ended up breaking all of them, but <laughs> they were amazing. Yeah. I collected Pokemon little Pokemon figurines. Um, of course, once, yeah, 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 I loved yeah. these figurines. Once was so obsessed with them that, um, full on ended a friendship for a few weeks because, um, <laughs> 
I asked my friend to babysit a couple of them and she told me that her next door neighbor had stolen them uh, and I didn't believe her and then did a little bit of snooping around her room, which is really bad, and <laughs> <laughs> found the Pokemon figures and there was a massive argument that followed that. I used to love them mm. so much, I would collect little like shoe boxes and boxes and put them inside and I would collect get pieces of toilet paper and use them as like blankets. <laughs> oh, wow. I wanted to look after them well, so that's that's what I, I thought did. I'm really bad. ashamed that I, uh, Tom's learning new things about me here. I used to, uh, uh, so I grew up in Cornwall next to the beach, and if there was a good-looking pebble or a rock, good. I, thought I thought you were going somewhere <laughs> else. Looking. A good look. Pebble is not the word I expected uh, to follow. If there was that. an attractive pebble or a rock, <laughs> 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 what, what what qualifies? Yeah, Can I just say, if you were all Cornish, you would know exactly what I meant. Uh, what, if, what qualifies? Is it smooth? Is it yeah, <laughs> smooth. Good like, figure. Straight, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you laugh, but you're not wrong. <laughs> um, um, that, that wasn't a euphemism for girls at the beach, I promise you. Um, <laughs> like, um, Thanks for clarifying. Um, well, I, I feel like you guys took it like that, so... <laughs> Like yeah, um, so uh, take a. We had like um, really nice uh, garden growing up, so we take them home and we put them in our garden. You keep the pebble girls in your garden. <laughs> Why is this such a funny thing? I thought that this was really it's the unique. way you described it. It's the way you it's described the way you it. described the pebbles. A good looking an pebble. How would you say? How would you? Good looking. How would you? Um, a nice I mean, pebble. Yeah. A nice looking pebble. Just walking no, along just the beach. Not, nice looking. That's just, a nice pebble. Just nice. Just nice pebble. Nice. Aesthetically nice pebble. pleasing pebble. Aesthetically pleasing pebble. Yeah. pebble. What, what would you rate Amber on in pebbles? Oh, she's she's excessively... Uh, excessive. <laughs> in pebbles? Aesthetically yeah. pleasing. Um, pebble rating. Pebble rating. Uh, skim ability. Um, she's got strong skimming ability. Sk- <laughs> I mean, we need to stop this conversation before it goes too far. Anyway, um, yeah, collected pebbles. Strong. There we go. Strong. Okay, we're going to move on before we so all lose our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> what is your jacket potato game? So you're getting jacket potato. What are you having on it? Beans and cheese, no. but n- but that's a funny noise. Two layers of cheese, one under the beans, one over the beans. Oh, like sedimentary beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sedimentary beans it's a game changer it, it, it melts depends. underneath and melts on top no 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 it depends if i'm making it as you said like like beans and cheese if i'm getting it from that guy down in the middle of hell's owen every single time hang on can i guess yeah chili chili con yeah. carne mate that's good it's good yeah um so I'm, i make sure that the jacket potato is crispy before i o- open the jacket i uh, put butter on top of the jacket and make sure it smears all the way around the jacket potato then i sprinkle then i put salt on it so then it makes the the uh the jacket crispy buttery then you open it then butter and then i love coronation chicken i did not see coronation mm. coronation chicken, chicken but i like I the coronation that is like a nan's food yeah. like the cor- <laughs> it's got the coronation chicken get this it's got mango in it Daniel murphy Interesting. I, I am a fan of mm. mango. Honestly, like the anointing would increase if you had it. Wow. My only experience of coronation chicken is in a nasty aeroplane sandwich. So uh. with the mango, that sounds that sounds pretty good. Never heard of chicken on a jacket potato. 
in my life. Yeah, like a chicken, chicken curry. curry. Chicken curry, chicken curry yeah, on a jack potato. <laughs> <laughs> You're so uncultured. What's your jack of potato game, Harvey? I think. I just going to say butter. I'd have everything. Butter. Chili, beans, tuna. Oh, <laughs> no. Honestly, Harvey, get out. Oh, my word. Come on. No. Just leave. Tuna. Just tuna oh. and cheese. Oh. oh, tuna and cheese. Wow. When when does ch- cheese and fish ever go? Never. On a jack of potato. <laughs> <laughs> According to Harvey, anyway. Great. Um. So next question: Should young people tithe? So if you don't know what tithing is, it's a biblical principle. Um. That is basically like given the first ten percent of your income back to God and back into the work of God. And we've had a number of uh, talks recently about giving um, so just like Compassion Sunday uh, where we're talking about sponsoring a child and then the, the week before that we were uh, talking about giving I actually heard someone say oh yeah it was all on giving and money and it wasn't really relevant to me like is giving relevant to young people or is it something that only adults do discuss I think um, yes is the short answer Um I think it it's kind of an outward thing of you know how um how invested you are into something um like you want to you want to see it do well so you want to kind of give everything towards that and I think as part of that that includes financially um I think that it's not necessarily about how much you give I think it's about the act of doing that and about it being a bit of a sacrifice um i think obviously young people listening might be like well i don't really get any money um but even just doing a little proportion of what you do get or knowing in your heart that when you do get some money maybe it's not even that you get money regularly but maybe it's when you do get money you are willing to give some of that up so yeah i think it's really important i've i've had to learn um i think to trusting i've had to learn to trust in god uh growing up and i'm 26 now um and I think one of the things I've had to learn most about trusting with God in God is my finances. Yeah. Now, I mean, work for a church, so I don't earn loads of money uh, as it is. But I've just had to I've had to learn to trust in God because uh, I know God's called me to this job. And like where I haven't earned as much money, earned as much money as other people, God's God's always provided financially. Yeah. Um, and that is something I, I had to learn growing up as a as a young person, like mum and dad teaching me the discipline of, of tithing. Um, and I really wish, like the faith I have now, that God will provide for me if I give financially, that God will still like, God got me covered, God, God sees my situation uh, and he won't let me, like, he, he won't let me go down because I'm giving money uh, to the church. Like, I really wish that I had that, growing up and so i do think it's a really important principle to to do it so that we can begin to put our faith in god that mm. if we've if we've got a i don't know if we've got a fiver <laughs> and uh, it feels like we uh it feels like if we give 10 percent of that fiver which isn't loads it feels like if we give that we're going to miss out on loads yeah. like i'd say i'd say go ahead and do it mm. um and the bible i'm pretty sure in the bible it actually said god says you know test me on this because i will provide for you yeah like um yeah yeah I, I think for me as well i've been in a constant state of always having to kind of trust god in that that side of my life for, for a few years and i've grown in my faith and my confidence for it but what i've learned is it's less about giving church money and more about increasing in my relationship with god 
um, and, and, and increasing my trust in him. There's been countless situations where I have not known how I'm going to get to the next month because of finances and everything, but I've still given to church in my tithes and just out of nowhere, God has provided. Um, it's not to say that we do it for God to kind of bless us and to provide for us, but, mm. but he does that as a result of us committing further to our relationship with him. That's my experience with it anyway. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, I think it's a lot of the time we think like, do you know what, I've not got an income. Like yeah. when I was a kid in school, like you're getting pocket money, you're yeah. getting yeah. whatever. And you think, do you know what, I've not actually got anything that I can give. Um, but actually, I think sometimes it, like Hannah, you were saying a minute ago, like it's not about how much we give, but actually by giving some of what we have, like it works on our heart. And I think it's it's way more about where our heart is at and, and putting God at, at the center than it is about how much we can give. Mm. And I think it's even more important as teenagers, you begin to apply it. Yeah. I was I was 23 before anyone talked to me about how do I follow God with my finances. And by that time, I was in loads of debt. So it took me ages to sort, sort my finances out. And one of the things that I was taught and that I still apply today is the 10-10-80 principle. So the principle is that you you give the first 10%, you save 10% and you live off 80% of your income. So if you get if you get 10 pound a week pocket money, then the first pound you give and you give to God and you give to the work of the church or whatever, you save a pound a week and you live on the 8 pound and that's a principle. So then when when you're earning 10 grand a week, when you're a multi, do you know what I mean, a, a YouTube, famous YouTuber, like you give your first grand to the work of God, mm. yeah. you save a grand and you live off the eight grand. And, and that, that applies. Whatever you get in, live off that. I think that's a really important principle. Yeah. And I, I heard a church leader say over the weekend, I'll never directly tell you that you need to give but I will tell you that you need to talk to God about what you give. Yeah. And I think every one of us could go away from this and say, God, should I be given and what should I be given based on my current circumstance? Mm -hmm. Okay, we are going to move on. Um, we're going to do two more questions um, and then we are done. Um, if you could delete one pizza topping forever, what pizza topping would you delete? Pineapple. Pineapple. That, that is the correct answer. I disagree. Yeah, don't, me too, don't man. even try and tell me Shut different. Up, tuna if, boy. Any, if anyone says anything different, you are a fool. I can't Absolute trust you, Harvey, because you have tuna and cheese and a jacket potato. Yeah, Therefore, Harvey's taste choices. Your opinion's invalid. <laughs> yeah, Pineapple, Harvey's taste choices cannot be trusted. I'm, <laughs> what would you delete then? I'm, I'm, I'm flying the flag for uh, keeping pineapple on a pizza oh like i mean i like mango and coronation chicken so maybe it's like related mm. but um what would i delete yeah um oh uh um olives anchovies one you can only delete one olives olives i can get behind Harvey. olives i think i would just delete vegan pizzas bad, when the cheese doesn't melt oh you have just like lost lost about 10 percent of the listeners to this that fake cheese that is like stinking. i'm pretty sure the vegans don't like vegan cheese either well yeah mm. if you would like to take either of dan or harvey up on this then you can at them on their social media another quick question what's your favorite vegetable munch too pardon oh hello <laughs> munch too honestly i love it, it. it's good. like it's like a sugar, sugar snap pea but uh, thinner and you like putting stir fries nice mm, is sweet corn a vegetable 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. what else? It's is it? If it's not a vegetable, yeah, what, what is it? Well, there's some of them that are like fruits, aren't there? Like <laughs> the, the well-known like fr- fruit that is sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You know. I didn't want to say it, and then someone's like, "That's a fruit," you know. I'm I'm a recent convert to sweet potato. I, my my previous experience of sweet potato was that it was all in like mash, stringy mash, and it was horrible. It like it made me feel sick every time I ate it. But if you cube it and you bake it like in like paprika and stuff, it's a game changer. Mm. I do like. I'm sweet a massive potato. fan of broccoli. Ooh. Ooh. I, am, I do like a little bit. Of do broccoli. you like do you like the leaves bit or like the the trunk bit? There's yeah, it. mini trees, aren't there? So like, <laughs> the trunk's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd pick for my favorite vegetable. Uh, I could get on the broccoli bus. Um, okay. <laughs> on the, bo- the broccoli bus. <laughs> Choo-choo. Uh, literally, chewing. Um, so, uh, one more question. This is coming from Ben Shepherd. Shout out to Ben Shepherd. What's the weirdest place you've been to? Weirdest? Slovenia. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. I mean, it's just... It's like, a country. Well, it's England, but worse. It's England, but worse. <laughs> I mean, I woke up to the sound of metal crashing against more metal, like, and just this random dude had just crashed outside of our holiday park. The guy running the swimming pool was really mean. Uh, the best thing I did there was the go in a cave, but that was about it, and it rained the entire time. Most of those bad things weren't, like, just applicable to that country. It's just, like, slough, but everywhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the European slough. <laughs> That's what. That's how I categorise it. The capital's called Ljubljana, and just sounds weird. So therefore, I've heard Ljubljana's meant to be really nice. There's a lake called Lake Bled. That's okay. The rest of Slovenia, sack it off. Just keep the lake. The rest can be done with. Interesting. <laughs> Any other weird places? Slovenia, sack it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bottom line for this podcast. I mean, I think you've got a good one. The uh, I heard about the pig museum. Oh my goodness! Oh, that was hilarious. This came out at the um, at the youth weekender in Laura's talk. Um, so basically, um, Laura's picked up this new hobby of finding the weirdest museum that she can find. Yeah. Um, and that sounds um, fun, though. Well, yeah, but um, so she basically found this Schwein museum mm. when we were in uh, in Stuttgart and made me pay five euros, and it was essentially. The world's largest collection of pigs. Real so, pigs or like fake like pigs? Like fake pigs. So it was yeah. like porcelain pigs, cuddly pigs. There was a pig throne. There's mm-hmm. like any any variation of pig. Like mm-hmm. you could, it was there. It was so weird. Like, I am now interested in going to this place. Oh, uh, like, honestly. I'm quite a fan of weird I, museums. I Hannah, like, the answer's no. Ha- I was genuinely wondering, has somebody like laced my drink with some sort of hallucinogenic can't even say the word hallucinogenic drug yeah um, but yeah that was proper wow. weird any that other weird places weird. there's um there's a festival in uh, Cornwall so there's a place called Penzance it's the end of the train line as far south on a train as you can go and there's a day when everybody goes and they dress up as pirates like so I mean, Am- Amber's got like um, pictures of her and her family going to Penzance, so they're all dressed as pirates. So everyone's going around with fake beards on. Um, but it's 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 mad. It's like twenty thousand people, and they all just wandering around dressed as pirates. Again, that, that sounds surreal. sick. I tell you what's what's good and a, a weird thing that you never find elsewhere is like weird Cornish or Devonish. 
festivals like in the summer like devonshire like they're weird aren't yeah. they they do loads of weird things i've been yeah. to like a quirky Yukon yeah stuff. i've been to i've been to one where we stumbled into town and there was like um some festival to do with like the moon and the sun and like it was just dead weird the and everyone moon yeah. and stars they exactly were. sorry I had to do uh, everyone's walking around with like leaves on them um so yeah that's that's definitely a thing down in down in cornwall sorry you got just, the flora there sorry just offended day. You. no you haven't you haven't it's offended true, isn't me it? i was weirded out all the, for the whole time i was living there he was weird okay right yeah. <laughs> great final question and you're going to keep it nice and nice and short um, what is your favourite part of being a part of Life Central? That's coming from Lexi. Um, so, hi, Lexi. Uh, what's your favourite part of being part of Life Central? I I love how I'm constantly challenged uh, to not just think about my own faith, uh, but uh, about others as well, and uh, about I, I I love how I'm constantly challenged to, uh, to think about like I I'm in a privileged position to know uh to know um to know jesus um and i love how this church makes me realize that when i gather with my friends on a sunday or whether it's cruise or anything the actually our focus is what jesus said which was create disciples of all nations like tell people about jesus um yeah yeah i love that um as a leader in life central youth like I can still learn things um, from other leaders and from the young people as well, like from you guys who are listening. Like, um, I think there's been times when, you know, a lot of the time I'm, I've, I've planned the session, especially when it comes to like Excel and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I'm kind of delivering some content when actually someone might say something and I'm like, yeah, that's really great. I'm actually going to do that. And that's going to change something in my faith and that's going to change something in my walk with Jesus so that's really cool yeah I think for me it's just it's standing back in moments and watching you guys listening just get it you know we we as leaders can kind of stand on stage and we can talk to you and tell you about Jesus as much as we like but you might not get it when we when we when we do that but there are moments like at the youth weekend or maybe just at, uh, every week at cruise where some of you just it just clicks for you and when I see that in you, it, it genuinely gets me a little bit emotional because I just love watching you just uncover who Jesus is and what he means to you. I think for me, just the, this whole concept of family, just I think in families, like you learn off the people older than you, uh, but at the same time, you invest in the people younger than you. And actually that opportunity to be able to do that, to learn from um, some incredible leaders like Leon and and actually yourself, Andy, I don't want to big you up much, but um, <laughs> and then being able to invest in, in the younger generation as well. Yeah, I think I was going to say, like, what I love about Life Central is that we're not a youth church. We're not a young adults church. We're not a middle class church. We're not an old people's church. We're a multi-generational, yeah. multicultural yeah. church. And I love looking around on a Sunday morning and you can see 14 year olds with their hands up worshiping Jesus mm. and a 70 year old with the hands up worshiping Jesus next to somebody who's there for the first time someone next next to someone who's been a part of the church for a million years like just how multi-generational multicultural we are like I absolutely love that 
about us. Guys, thank you so much um, for being a part of it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you, Daniel. Um, we have loved doing this, and we hope you have enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, um, please do hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, whatever it is on Spotify, whatever it is on your podcast app. Give us a rating as well. Ratings will mean we'll be able to reach more people, so please do rate us. Um, obviously, rate us highly. Um, we would love that. Um, and let us know when we put these questions out. We want to uh, answer to your questions so please do follow us on social media and if you've loved it tell your mates about it but for now we've had a great time hope you've enjoyed it have a nice day this has been the life central youth podcast <laughs>